And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session. Here for another guest speaker episode at AOA Studios. If you're an artist, producer, podcaster, make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org. Book your session today. We are running a special on all of our services throughout the summertime, so make sure you take advantage of that. And I am joined today by another special guest. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to Soul Maria. She is an artist from Salem, Massachusetts, and she joins us today. Uh, Soul Maria, thank you so much for being here. This is uh, really exciting. I'm so uh, I'm so happy to be able to sit down and, and do this with you. So uh, how you been? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Mike, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I was super excited. Uh, I know y'all just open you just have your had your grand opening yeah thank you at aoa so congrats yes thank you very um, much yeah well, thank thank you for coming and attending that was it was cool to meet you and um appreciate it no of course and i i what's so awesome about the local scene i think this goes kind of right into my first question which is so so dope but like you know i've been doing this for like almost four years now right and you know I get asked this a lot. We're like, oh, like, are you, you know, you must know like pretty much everybody that you, there is to know in, in the mass scene. And it's like, no, I don't like because new people are popping up in either on social media or when I go on like to different events and whatnot, mm-hmm. like so many people pop up like yourself, who I was not as familiar with. And I got to yeah. meet you here and get to know more about you. And I was like, so, you know, like, I, I just love that aspect of it. So, um, this segment of the show is called The Objective, where we get to know you a little bit. And being from the North Shore uh, you know, area, particularly Salem, Massachusetts, I'm a Danvers guy, so I'm familiar with the area as well and familiar hey. with Salem. I spent a lot, a lot of time uh, in my younger years in Salem, that's for sure. Uh, but I know you are like born and born and raised Salem bred, um, and you are like so like enthusiastic about the local scene here like I am. Um, but you come at it from, of course, like an artist perspective. So mm-hmm. I know you're like been heavily influenced by Salem and also just like the local Massachusetts music scene in general. So um, for you, like where did where did that start from your influences as a uh, as an artist in this area in particular? Wow. OK, so <laughs> I might I might uh, rant a little bit here. Cause... Yeah, you're good. <laughs> You're good. No, this is this is your platform. This is your time. This is your guest speaker episode. You can my episode. R- rant. Go for it. They, they they've heard enough of me. They want to hear about. It. They want to hear from you. Yo, when you <laughs> called me to tell me that I won that raffle, like I had to pull over. Oh no, I way. had to pull. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I never it was amazing, and it's just like, yo, like shout out to the universe, and like for real, you know, because. And I'll say God because that's my personal, yeah. you know, not to whatever to anybody. But no, you're good. Um, yeah, it's just everything's been aligning. So I'm so I'm so blessed and grateful. But yeah, so local music scene wise, uh, I have to say uh, shout out to Rec Shop Movement. Mm-hmm. Um, Justice Born, he's he was uh, one of the well, basically the the founder, and then um, you know, shout out to Mr. PSA. PSA, we, we love man. PSA around yes. here. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's he's the man, and you know, it's, it's, there's so many, but yeah, anybody if you hear Rec Shop Movement, you know, anybody involved with um, that particular, um, I'll say movement, because that's what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? It was a movement, and a lot of stuff was 
born and bred from that. Um, there's just so many artists, and there's a there's actually if you go, I think YouTube has it, the uh, Subway Cipher stuff like that. I didn't get to really participate because I'm a mommy, um, and my little ones were very little, and you know, obviously like I have a village and support system that yeah. you know, but when they're that little, you really don't want to. That's, leave that, them that's just, your priority at yeah, that time. Yeah, it's a priority because yeah, yeah. there's so many needs, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But um, anyway, so Rec Shop Movement is a big one. And they used to have shows over at Opus Underground, which tears I know, no longer right? exist. I'm so sad. So sad. Such a great venue. Yeah. And like will be sorely, sorely missed. Um, yes. And I what I what I loved about that I what what I, I I didn't actually funny enough, I didn't I had known about that venue, but yeah. not until like a little bit later on in my, you know, sort of, I guess, podcasting, like sort of, you know, music marketing career that I do now. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've been, I've gone to a, co- a couple of shows there. And what I've heard is that they, they really are so good to artists. Like that, that's a venue that in this area in particular, like artists love to go to because they knew that, you know, they weren't going to be charging them this wild, wild fee yeah. to perform. And it was just like an opportunity and it like gave people a, at least a, a stage to be on. Um, so like from that perspective, uh, it's definitely going to be, I think, a, a venue that's going to be definitely missed. So on the subject of Opus, I had a couple shows there when I was with, um, a, I was in a band previously. Right. Um, which was, it was, it was fire. Like it was a good experience. That's how I kind of started to, um, get back into performing. Uh, cause I think I mentioned this earlier, right? I, the first time I touched the mic, I was six years old. Yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't even, like, I, you know, you sing at home or whatever. And I was just, I was just always singing. And I kind of like, I was a shy kid. I still am kind of shy, but, you know, there's, there's, I have reasons and purposes for um, doing the music and, you know, getting involved with the community and things like that, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it was a, it, it was a great venue. It'll be missed. But that's where I, I first started to see the uh, rec shop events. And that's where I met a lot of local artists. And uh, shout out to Brandy Blaze, Red Shades, Oompa. I, I saw Oompa for the first time in person at North Shore Community College when I was a student. Oh, no way. Yeah, she came in for the, it was like a writer's series for, I believe it was Arts in April, which is an amazing um program we, we could tap in on that later because yeah. i would love to go yeah, there's so much i'm so excited this is such an exciting time really uh but anyway so she came in a couple years ago and she started um you know she, her thing was i knew i knew oompa from poetry and then you know started to hear music and everything and she was doing a lot of like um college campus shows and uh yeah, she's just she's an amazing, amazing human being, and everybody I mentioned too: Brandy Blaze, Red Shades, uh, Cake Swag, um, DJ Ysham. Oh, Ysham just did uh, DJ at our our first ever show, and like Fire. She, she's oh, I, I love all them. There, yeah. Brandy is Brandy. I I know Brandy and Ysham the most out of the four of them. I've met Cake Swag once, actually at Brandy Blaze's um, yeah. listening party for her uh, her latest album, which is. If you haven't heard it yet, I mean, you're you, you're just you're just you're sleeping. Um, it's incredibly good. Wake um, up! <laughs> it's for real. Wake up, right? Uh, it's really really good. And um, yeah, and Washam's just been a yeah. staple as a DJ yeah. in this in this area for you know a long long time. She yeah. well precedes the turntable teachers, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, all these people do. Um, Red Shades, she's actually one of like our 
our original guest. She's probably like in the first dozen to 20 guests we ever had on the show. She yeah. was she was a pandemic guest, um, Zoom Amazing. guest. Wow. Yeah, these are much these are much better. <laughs> than, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're glad we've graduated from the Zoom days for sure. Um, <laughs> No, but that's a great like, mm-hmm. f- and as a woman too, especially it oh has to gosh. be it has yeah. to be amazing to see yeah. some of these women not only just creating yes. the music but like really making waves. Like not even let's not even just talk about how dope their music is. Like I mean, Red Shades got uh, I know she was um, invited to the Grammys this past year. You know, Brandy Blaze just did Boston Calling. Mm-hmm. Sham has DJed for the Celtics a, a, a million times. Like. They've cakes. I mean, cake swags just going like numbers wise is doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's made some awesome music. Like, yep. visuals it, go crazy. Yeah, all of them too. Like, they, yeah. they just, they've been killing it consistently for yeah. such a long time. And then, you know, as as a as a woman, and you know, it, it's just been amazing to it just be inspired. You know, mm-hmm. and because it's it's like. How do I put it? You know, like when you feel called to do something and then you're just kind of that was my thing. Like I was I I know that I've been called to do music and beyond that, um, serve my community with um, different. And and this is just like different types of art. Music is one of the arts that I that I do. There's a bunch of other stuff that I do. But, you know, uh, you know, talking about that. uh, Oh, and I have to shout out Paula Ferris. Of course, Paula Ferris is also rec shop. Um, I started to. She's originally from Peabody, Peabody correct? Yeah, yeah, North Shore. Yeah. Ah, we have. I don't. We don't. I don't know her yeah. uh, oh, personally. He, yeah. But we have some mutual people. Yeah. Shout out Paula. I mean, we never met from in person, but um, familiar. So <laughs> that's for sure. And Nim K too. Also North Shore girl, Peabody, awesome. amazing artist, human being, just just super dope women on the scene. Yeah. And it's just like, anytime I see something negative, I'm like, who are you talking to? And who are you talking about? Because it's not the people I know. <laughs> no, and it's honestly like it's it's all love. And there's, I don't want to, I don't want to. I feel like I don't want to leave anybody out. But at the same time, it's just like there's just so many. Like you just literally look around and you see a lot of people are collaborating and, and like Mass is up, Massachusetts is up, it's getting there. Boston's up. Like it's this whole there. area is really yeah. And it's it's just over time. And I just I have to recognize the ones that have come before me because. Yeah. Uh, they kind of they paved the way like they thousand percent did uh, mm-hmm. terminology oh ter- um, yeah yeah talk about somebody that mm-hmm. just cares about the community yes. cares about Massachusetts like yes. you know really cares about Lawrence and where he's from yeah. like you know he he doesn't have to do as much as he does still here if he didn't want to like exactly. he's at a level now where he doesn't have to do yeah. anything like that mm-hmm. um doesn't have to put on for our different artists here he could easily be doing and again that would have been that would i wouldn't i wouldn't blame him for that I of course it, it would be his own yeah. prerogative and what's best for him and his yeah, career there's a choice in that but you know. he made the choice to essentially do both and i feel like he's exceeding at that so big shout out to term as well um yeah. another another artist that yeah. you know it's funny too to like you know He's like he's an artist that I knew of even before I got super tapped into the mass scene. Like yeah. I had been familiar with him already, um, so to be able to meet him and like just see how he and like sort of see how he moves and um, you know to see how many people really like genuinely uh, have nothing but kind of things to say about him as a human being, not yeah. even just as an artist, but as like right. human. Yeah. Um, good dad gang. Shout out to good dad seriously. gang. Good mom gang. You know, it's it's just it's a whole movement, and I have to shout out St. The Squad. Um, DJ Deadeye, 
us bae. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, I'm, we're currently working on a couple things together, yeah. like project wise, and you know, so it's just it's been dope to it's it's dope to have a partner like in life and also like with business because it's very difficult to find that balance. So I'm just oh, super grateful. 100%. So you know, I've been I've been um, just tapping in with, the, and then they've been doing this for like for decades at twenty. 20 plus years. Oh, 100%. Well, term you know, especially. Worldwide, yeah. traveling. And, Absolutely. And it's just amazing to me because you remember, you remember the time before area codes? Like before, like you could just dial if it was within your, you know, the general region of where you lived and then they had to incorporate the area codes. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I know this story because I've been just getting knowledge and like, you know, getting schooled on certain things. The term, like if some, if people say like the 978 or 978, um, for the most part, is referring to Lawrence, but also people adapted it for the North Shore. Right. Um, so, Term, Escita Squad, DJ Dadai, all that, like, everybody in that camp. Um, oh, and shout out Static Selecta, killing it. Like, uh, you know, yeah. another Lawrence. <laughs> there's all these, like, these are, for the most part, Lawrence folks, right? Sure. Lawrence, Lawrence fellas. And um, and I mentioned Term specifically because I've done a couple of, I'm actually in a couple songs that he's on. Nothing, you know, I got a couple vocals and stuff like that in, but Sweet. more coming soon. Awesome. Um, and then they just uh, he just dropped a, a track with Nine Nueve uh, called Dangerous. Mm-hmm. You just you hear my background vocals. Hell it's yeah. fire, super catchy, yeah. super amazing. And then I'm also on the album Rapping with My Friends. They uh, term dropped last year, I believe it was 47. He has so many. They, I actually believe it was his 47. Yeah, I think <laughs> I actually right? think you're spot on. I yeah. think it was his 47. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm on the last track, More Pain. I said a, a prayer and. It was awesome. dope. We did a video, which, um, which hit. It was just a. It's really. It's been a really amazing. Just it, it's. I'm just again grateful to the universe and, and God and everything because yo, just things have sort of just been aligning. Not sort of. They have been aligning just because, and it's mostly because, how I've been approaching certain things, and you know what I mean. Oh, and that matters. It does matter. 100%. So yeah. So it's just been. It's been quite a ride. I feel like I'm bouncing around. Oh, that's oh okay. yeah. So <laughs> back to the the nine seven eight, right? Because people use that. They don't know. Like that's who originated that. So if you see anybody claiming nine seven eight, the nine seven eight. <laughs> shout out to 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 the fellas, the term DJ Deadeye, and everybody, all the Lawrence cats. And um, I had to put that out there because again, I you know recognizing the ones that came before me and and paved the way. Cause I I use that I say nine seven eight, cause it's to me it's like you know, cause Peabody you know but it originally Everything. yeah that's, but right no it, yeah. it did originally in like the Lawrence region and yep. then it kind of trickled out here yep um no I listen I think because it became worldwide they yeah brought it, they brought it to Europe and, and I know Asia right? and like it's all crazy. these cra- crazy crazy places it's the, the whole here in in the U S like they're going to. Yeah. They have a show coming up in Colorado, I believe, at the end of the month. So yeah, yeah. Well, even someone like M Dot, who's right in M-Dot, uh, and yeah. Beverly and, and the EMS folks, like they, I mean, they they always do huge numbers when they go out to and um yep. and, and sell out shows when they go to Europe. It's it's so yeah. it's so awesome to see and um and I, I want to uh, commend you because I feel like you know as young aspiring artists, sometimes as they grow up, they only pay attention to you know the the drakes the kendricks the yeah. alicia keys the beyonce's the you know <laughs> mm-hmm. taylor swift's whatever whatever you know insert huge national artist here right of course for, as influence you'd said no i'm gonna like look at it from a different 
perspective and look at it from the roots and what's around me and like yeah. take that as inspiration. Of and I course. think that just I think will take you a little bit further because you're not obviously it would be amazing to reach that level of fame. Oh, but I'm at not the in same, it for fame at all. Well, that, that, well, that, well, that, well that's what I mean. Yeah. Is like I, that's why I feel as though you're in it for the right reasons in the sense of like you're yeah. you've only looking at it as like I want to focus on my community. I want to focus on the the artists that are you know I can I can grab I can I can be in front of and be a part yeah. of and work with like yeah. tangibly or even go to the shows. Sure, like yeah. shout out to Lib. Cause like yo, my guy, our guy. guy. That's the, that's <laughs> Shout out, Lib. <laughs> that's the homie. That's my cousin. Cousin, and uh, I actually, when I first started recording, I started with Lib. So yeah, um, you know the track that I currently have out, uh, Anthem, was uh, the beat and the uh, mixing mastering was done by Lib. Yeah, he's um, one of our engineers here. Amazing. We, we, he's have, a he's yeah. a good asset. We we really and just a good yeah. soul. We love an amazing no artist. Too. Yeah, hell yeah. Ooh. We got we got a really dope project in the works right now. I don't want to give too much away on that. Me, uh, myself and Lib, but oh. um, well, off that's an off-air thing. I don't want to give too much away, Oops. but um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be pretty wild. Um, yeah, no, I I he's such a good human being, and yes. like and there's again, I I think that Massachusetts mm-hmm. for a long time has gotten that bad rep of like us being super competitive and not collaborative. I think that yeah. the the narrative is changing, and yes. I, I think it's slowly changing, especially around here. Maybe nationally, it's not sort of getting that as yet, but mm. um, I'm seeing it. I've seen it adapt and change and grow over the last few years that I've been involved in the scene. So yeah. Um, again, yeah, I just want to commend you because I love that perspective. Um, as, as as you've gone forward, you're like, no, like I want to be inspired and influenced by what's around me and what I can like tangibly have, not like this this uh, level that like I feel like I need to get to as an artist that I feel like some, not some, but a lot of artists, or not some, not all, but a lot of artists feel like they have to get to this level of fame and success. And honestly, it's not always what it's cracked up to be anyway. So, um, you know, kind of yeah. careful what you wish for type deal. Nice. Um, but good for, you know, props to you. Um, how'd you, how'd you meet term? Like how did that sort of, uh, <laughs> connection or relationship sort of uh formulate it's so funny because uh people ask me this question uh whenever they like when they see and it's it's crazy because like shout out to my big brother because honestly that's where that's where um this so i'm, I'm kind of i like all types of genres right 100 yeah, and the first real big introduction to hip-hop was <laughs> And I tell this story all the time, so I'm glad I get to put it like on, yeah. you know, put it put on it record, because <laughs> it it's just such a crazy story. So I grew up in church, right? Yep. And my mom, I love her. Shout out to mama. Very religious household, very strict household. We were not allowed to listen to secular music. Okay. Um, it was it was like that. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but evangelical Pentecostal church. Oh shit. Like I okay. didn't have my ears pierced so I was like in my twenties. Wow. I used to have to wear skirts, like modesty, all that. I got in trouble one time because I was walking home from school in sweatpants, and oh one my. of the sisters saw me. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid you're comfortable. I was like, no, and I'm like, and it's just crazy to me because it's like it's it wasn't skin tight, but anyways, I digress. Um, it's just like shout out to all the church kids out there because. I feel you. Um, the strict and then strict people who were raised in like strict households. It's it's just oh man, but um, you know obviously has it it's good things. But anyways, I, I always sort of rant. You're good. No, but so this, um, is, this is the space to rant, honestly. Yes. So so exciting. You're, you're right in your element here. <laughs> so uh, my brother was 
um, my brother, my brother's a rapper. He's never put anything on wax or, you know, recorded. But he, I found his rhyme book one time, and it was just like, whoa, like. And he's been, he went through a lot. Like when he was very, I believe, four years old, um, his father was a drug dealer, so he was basically gunned down in a basement at like point blank range, like crazy, like. I won't even get into details, but it was some. It was a setup. Whatever he, his dad got set up, and then so, you know, my my biological father basically like raised him and whatever. So anyway, he had a lot. To, he had a lot to write about, of course, because going through that, you know, and he's just him and my mom. My mom was a single mom for, you know, met my dad, had me and my sister, and then she was a single mom again. So like we all sort of collectively went through a lot, but my brother especially because he was the oldest man of the house you know and that's like I that's can, my I dad can, I can, like I, I can relate to that yeah yep. he raised me and i'm just like big ups to him and shout out to him um tremendously um <laughs> and he basically introduced me to hip-hop and the first time that um uh, the first time that i saw the wu-tang cd uh my mom found it in his no he had it hidden under his hidden under his mattress <laughs> like it was drugs like i was like yo this is wild and because she was so adamant about, like, what was allowed in, in her house yeah. and all that stuff. She's very, very strict about it. But that's, you know, that's what we were sort of taught because being in the church environment, um, it's just what you did or did not do. And it, he wasn't home. She put the CD in the freezer. And I believe it was, I don't know if I said this already, but it was, I think it was Enter the Woo. Um, so she put the CD in the freezer. And then I'm like, what is she doing? And she's on the phone and she's ranting and i know better than to like we're puerto rican so i know better than to get in the way when she's not in a, not in a mood because you know we get loud we get hey like you know so i'm just like minding my business quiet kid you know i'm just like because i'm pretty chill for the most part you know and i'm just yeah there goes my alarm mom life <laughs> so I'm just sit, I'm standing there kind of peeking over like what is she doing and then I see her take the CD out of the, the freezer and I'm like she goes she's like oh you going to see this and that saying stuff in Spanish at the time I didn't really know Spanish it was crazy so she goes outside and she just like smashes the CD with a hammer Damn. and I hadn't heard I didn't hear the album at all for years but that always stuck with me yeah because I was like yo for you to have that type of like visceral reaction to yes it, yeah. I'm like why yeah. And so when I finally started to listen to Wu-Tang, I was like, like, whoa, you know? And I don't claim to know all there is to know, like, music, like, knowledge, knowledge of uh, music of, you know, the bigger names and such. Um, that's why I'm also, with the local scene, it's, it's various things, because it's like now I'm really more, like, tapped in and stuff like that, because um, I'm around it, you know? Sure. And... But yeah, Wu Tang. Obviously, like I have to, I have to show love because I was that. That was that was where it began. And then my brother getting to the answering the question uh, was also like, he, you know, he's a hip hop head. He knows a lot, and he was he used to go to a lot of the local like shows and things like that. And uh, I became aware of, of of terminology through my brother, and I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And um, when I started doing shows and coming out. To, to the public after COVID because <laughs> I was with a band for a couple years and like literally the, the same month that I decided I'm going to go solo, everything shut down. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, no. That, that timing, huh? <laughs> the timing was, but it gave me, um, 
it allowed me to, to decide what do I really want to, you know, do I really want to do this? So last year was the year I started to, you know, get back in it and started doing shows. I've been doing, so I don't have a lot of music out. I have a lot of music that I've been working on and that I perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I've been doing mostly shows, like live shows and things like that, really just trying to connect with people and yeah. um, have them hear my sound that way and see, like, you know, what people enjoy. What It's sort of like a, a split testing sort of thing, like with my marketing brain. Uh, so it's been cool. And then just, just in, enjoying um, sort of the sort of enjoying those moments. And so, yeah, so I met Term at one of these local shows that I was at as a fan, not even, that's why I say, like, as a person who appreciates the local scene, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to just, if you're an artist, if you're an artist and you're not on the bill for a show, go to the show. (laughs) Just go to the show. Support your friends. Even if you can't make it, buy the ticket. $10. I love that. You bought a coffee for, like, (laughs) $9.89. last week so like i love it you know so yeah just even once in a while whatever because i know that sometimes people can't get there because like transportation etc but like just life or life like whatever life 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 jobs all that stuff life be life and yeah you know no no like i have a i have a yeah i have a friend of mine that couldn't make the show uh our show from a couple weeks ago and he and he still bought a ticket and i was like man i was like let's shout my boy andrew man uh yeah i was like thank you man like you, you, he didn't yeah. have to do that, you know yeah. what I mean? But like he, like I love that um, that sentiment. Like if there's an artist that I support, yes, um, but I can't make it, and there's a ticket. More often than not, I'll at least I, yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. So it's nice to know that like other people are trying to spread that same sort yeah. of idea because right, it goes a long way. It helps, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that's super cool. That and like again, he's just uh, you know I, I love. Um, you know his his good. I love his good da- uh, ga- good dad gang. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm fumbling over my words here. Um, I love his good dad gang movement. I, yeah. I can really get down with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For context, I you know I grew up single single mom household too. Th- three boys. I was the oldest. So yeah. Like I can kind of relate to a lot of the things that you're saying. We were not a religious family at all, so mm-hmm. I can't relate to any of that. But <laughs> I can relate to some of those dynamics. Yeah. And um, actually got to a chance to talk to him at his um his album listening party for the Paul Wall the Paul Wall album. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Which was t- which was really at Bridge, which was super dope. Yeah. And I got to not for a while cuz he was like, you know, he obviously is a busy guy, he was talking to a lot of people. But I got yeah. to at least just say like, hey, listen, like I really appreciate mm. this platform coming from somebody that, you know, comes from a single mom household and um yeah. and so we connected on that a little bit. Um so and I didn't forget that. So I, I appreciate you the term if you're listening. Big big shout out to you for uh yes for for taking the time to talk to me about that because it, it it meant a lot to me at the time so um yeah. and to see that somebody that has the platform that he has pushing something like that yes. um you know because dads we you know are men we gotta we gotta you know yeah. be responsible we gotta be in, in our children's lives it, it's so important to have mm-hmm. i got super lucky like later on in life that i had some you know adult male figures that were able to kind of yeah. help me navigate the ways but for a long time it was really just my mom yeah those are know? important those roles like those that so shout out to you know and there's um like having those male role models yeah or even it's massively you know, important yeah it's part of the, i think i i honestly believe it I, again I, or you father see, figures rather, yeah male or female or non-binary etc whatever it, loves yeah. to everybody no of course whatever. of course <laughs> whoever fills that role is important you right know what i'm saying to have that just yeah that village, that support system. You no, know, it's, it's huge. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah. but just yeah, from yeah, my from me me being as a young man, like yeah. growing up, like I, I always like 
really wanted that. Um, and, and I think it's funny because I think you, you, you were talking earlier about like the universe sort of just like putting you in different positions. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that I wouldn't have become a teacher had oh, my, no. you know what I mean? Because like yeah. I, I don't know if um, I would have gone down that path had, you know, my background not been hmm. what it is, you know, like. I would say my, my dad not being around as much and yeah. just being, you know, having just be my mom and me having to be like a, a father figure to my younger brothers at a young or at least a man of the house sort of idea. And yeah. I think um, that I think did catapult me into like what I ultimately chose to do as a career. And I and, mm. and I'm obviously like seeing the impact I can have on, you know, young, you know, teenagers. And I, I don't I take that responsibility with yes. a ton of weight. I don't take it lightly at all. And mm-hmm. um yeah, and I think that, and I think actually catapulted me into that sort of like idea. So yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, no, and I, I, but I agree with you that you know you're right. It does take a village. It does. Hundred <laughs> percent. It takes a village. I would not be here, <laughs> sane and and collected. Yeah. Oh man, you should have seen me like maybe ten years ago. Or I was a mess. Hey, listen, but, we, yeah, we all yeah. we all have our. Yes. <laughs> but no, listen, you're but at you're, it's you're a village just yeah. that helps you out and yeah. sort of like is there through those tough times and sure. good and bad times because it's course. not all bad for too long, you know. No. Like it all, and it's not all good for too long. It's either. not all good yeah, for too it's, long, it's, you know. It's gonna ebb and flow yeah. as it always, as just life inevitably does. It does. Okay. Yeah. To summarize that, like how I met Term, uh, it was at one of the shows, but he doesn't remember, which I think is funny, but it makes sense because he meets so many people yeah, and, yeah. you know, but it was really like, um, I think Instagram, he had seen one of my performances and then, uh, he had followed me back and I was like, Oh, fire. I'm like, Oh, was, you know, I appreciate it and stuff. So I, I shouted, you know, I, I sent, I was like, I hit him up. I was like, yeah, thanks for the follow man. Appreciate you. And you know, everything mm-hmm. you're doing and stuff. And then it was just a organic connection that was just like really cool and and as like you know working on music with him and then um with just how i met that's how i met my boo which i'm like thanks term <laughs> matchmaker um it was yeah he he invited me last november to go to the studio Sweet. and there was no there was no intentions to record anything and like i'm not i'm not like what is it what's the word I'm not an opportunist at all, but like I just you don't like take the initiative. I don't. Always. I mean, no. I how do I put it? If someone invites me somewhere, I'm gonna go. You're not gonna like if overstep a boundary. I'm not gonna overstep yeah, a boundary. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like because he had been saying like, oh, you know, we should work on something for like, and I think it had been a few months, and I was just like, you know, he's busy. You know, if someone wants to work with you and they're not, you know, if they hit you up, especially someone of of that, you know, of that caliber, right? It'll happen if it happens. And if it doesn't, then it wasn't supposed to happen, you know? So I went to the studio and then I started talking about God and, and like just like spiritual stuff, prayer, things like that. And then he mentioned that he had an album coming out. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like, you know, so he was like mixing it and stuff. And, um, you know, a couple of people were there. And uh, shout out to Wonka, um, Wonka Sound and Lowell. Amazing. Sir Bob, the man. Um, he's done, I think he's, I believe he's worked with like Slane and a bunch of other like yeah. amazing, amazing artists. So he's just like one of the best, um, he's been doing it for a long time. So, uh, you know, engineering and, and everything. Um, and he also plays, which is great. He has a band, like shout out to Bob, shout out to Bob. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, I have an idea. And 
again, the track is called More Pain, and it's about, um, you know, he's, he's, he, he does a lot of songs about, like, the struggle, et cetera. Um, so he's like, oh, what do you think of doing? He's like, do you pray? I was like, oh, every day. But not, like, not like the, the ritualistic, eh, not the ritualistic sort of um, things. Like, it's more of, like, whatever I'm going through or, like, just even being grateful. Like, just give shouting out with, like, gratitude and, like, um, you know, that sort of thing. And he's like, oh, I have an idea. Would you like to do a prayer on this? Let's, let's see how it, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then I was like, oh, sure. Like, let's do it. So I went on. I did, like, I think I did about two takes. And that was it. He's like, okay, you're on the album. I was like, oh, fire. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I'm like, this is, it was That's just really, cool. so it, it happened so organically. And, you know, and, and that's just, that's just it. It's just, I just, I I found that when you let things flow, yeah, they sort of just, what's meant to happen will happen. And, yeah. you know, I have just so much, so much gratitude for uh, a lot of the opportunities that have presented themselves. And, you know, obviously I've been putting in the work, you know, to, to do a lot of things. I have a long, I have a ways to go and uh, I'm just, I'm just grateful for where I've, you know, how far I've come yeah. through. Um, just being able to to work with other artists, not just her, but like um, a couple other, like Nita Slay, shout out to Nita Slay from Lynn, amazing. Um, Jay Ness, uh, we have a, a track that has been, you know, this, it hasn't come out yet, but it's it's, it's been built and it's amazing. Um, and I just want to shout out the Lynn scene too, because they have like such a sound and amazing artists um, that have been around for, you know, SD Nack and, mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm trying to think of like more. I, I'm gonna remember afterwards and be like, oh, I forgot. But it, just shout out to Lynn Chewy. Oh yeah, yeah. C Wells. C Wells. Oh Suriel. man. So I worked at Lynn Tech when C Wells was a student. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was an interpreter for the shops oh, for like three awesome. years, and I met and I didn't even know until like a couple years back that he had really he had just started to take. Um, rapping uh seriously yeah. was was around that time and that's the first time and i was like oh you know like you're fired keep you know keep going and i'm so glad so shout out to c wells yeah for he's incredible consistently just like professional sounds amazing and mm -hmm. his you know his brand and um clothing line and stuff um yeah it's just it's just really really dope to see that out of out of a place like lynn because um it sets a precedent for the future, you know, 100%. for future generations. Uh, Amanda, Amanda Mena. Oh my gosh. Have you heard of her? No, I'm so not familiar with her. Dominican. Um, she was born in Dominican Republic, came here when she was little. Oh, wow. I used to work. It's so crazy. Like I, this is why I love seeing local artists flourish and thrive because it's sort of just been, again, it's been around me for so long. And even before I decided that I wanted to like do music professionally and, uh, she, I know, I've known her since she was like eight years old and she used to have the little braids and she was adorable, an adorable little kid. And, uh, I worked at the YMCA. I was, uh, one of the staff and, you know, so we used to just supervise the kids, do activities, et cetera. She was just such a sweetheart. And her mom is actually, uh, an Olympian, I believe, um, weightlifting, Damn. just like badass, like amazing, like Latina queen. Um, so shout out to... Um, um, Amanda Mena's mother, I, my name, her name is, is slipping my mind right now, but you know, she was inducted into, uh, I believe it was some, I don't know the exact organization from Dominican Republic, but 
there's a Hall of Fame over there for athletes, mm-hmm. and her and David Ortiz and a bunch oh, of other, nice. yeah, oh, a bunch so of other, yes. She's among some royalty. She's then, that's elite. for damn sure. She, oh, she's yes. yeah, it sounds that so, way. <laughs> yeah, so Amanda comes from like that, um, that camp of like hard work yeah. and like you know, I don't want to say the American dream because I have opinions about that, but just um, mm-hmm. that sort of that grit and and persistence and and sort of that thing like, um, that drive and determination. She was on Levels Kids. Uh, the voice kids when she was young and she won it she was on america's got talent got a golden buzzer uh she's done uh she's she's performed with like boston pops and uh what else just she's just done amazing she's go she goes to berkeley now like she takes it very seriously and through her i believe through her and a couple of local artists they and because she she was at the ymca as well she's very involved because she was a ymca kid you know and now they have they expanded the Y, and I believe there's a recording studio there now. Or they at the Lin Y. At the Lin Y. That's really cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Salem has one too. Oh no shit. Yeah. They have a recording studio there. Yeah. No way. Way. Oh, that's fire. Way. There's just like all these crazy little, not crazy. There's all these amazing opportunities and initiatives and um, resources yeah. that people don't even know about, and it's like right. they're not like these organiza- organizations. I don't know why, for whatever reason aren't really marketing them. Well, so, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is yeah. un- like having people know that these things exist yeah. is like the number one thing. Yeah. Now, the, now I mean, yeah, that's- you can't say, oh, equity and then not, you know, but I, and I think a lot of it's just, they don't, they don't know. They don't know. Right. I don't think yeah. the need is, you know, or the yeah. opportunity really with like social media and just like different yeah ways of like just mostly like video because right. video content is you right. know and then just having the means to be able to market it successfully yeah you know, that's that's not yeah. like an easy task that, no. that can be that can be a, the, the, a challenge and often is the challenge it is with yeah. with honestly any sort of entrepreneurial or mm-hmm. artistic sort of um you know uh, uh endeavor that you're you're seeking it, For the, sure. the marketing is obviously a huge part of it yeah um no, that's listen. That's great. I, I I think that's just a beautiful message that mm-hmm. and beautiful messages that you're sending out there. So you know, do all the snaps. Big props to you. Snaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I teach English. I like my poetry. Um, I do want to get into the next segment of the show, which is the main lesson. Talk to you oh, about yeah. what's going on now. What you're mm-hmm. you know what you know bringing up bringing everyone up to speed with what you got going on currently. With okay. I know you're working on an album. I know you um, are you know you just graduated college um which is huge congratulations to you i know you're a mom there's so many different things that you got going on um the first one i think makes some sense to talk about first would be um the education thing because obviously as a turntable teachers i'm a teacher yes i appreciate um anybody that values education and Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily always need to be the in that way in the traditional sense um yes i think people look at education and then they just think oh like if unless your book smart, like that's education, like mm. not really the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a really unique story when it comes to education and yeah. um, and a resilient one at that. Um, I don't want to tell too much of it, and I want I want you to be able to tell it. But um, I know that like you almost you you almost didn't graduate from Salem High initially when yeah. you were in high school, and you had to really bust your ass just to even get to the point where you got your diploma. Yeah. And then going to school was, uh, college was, you know, a, a difficult task. And it's not easy for any, for a lot of people. And I understand that. And, um, and you 
but you still persevered and, and you graduated about a year ago, you, you had said, correct? Yep, last May, May That's 2022. Um, mm-hmm. From North Shore. So yeah, just I, I think your story is, is great to hear because I think it allows for young kids out there to know that they don't need to necessarily go down this quote unquote traditional path of four years high school, four years college, get a job right away. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there, That is a path and that's fine. Yes. But that doesn't need to be the end all be all. So um, yeah, take me through kind of like your, 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 little, your, your educational journey, so to speak. Yeah. So pretty much, so yeah, so I went to Salem High from 2002 to, I graduated in 2006. Almost didn't graduate. Uh, I went through, like I already told you that, uh, you know, Again, my, my mom, like, single-parent household. Yeah. Um, shout out to anybody that's lived in a single-parent household or single parents out there. For like, real. much appreciated. Single, you know, single caregivers are, like, such a light. They're like, superheroes. Superheroes, yo. They really and it's are. Just like, they're, playing you know, two, they're playing two roles. Yeah. It's, 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 it's everything. It's, it is. Like, you yeah. know, and it's like, nurse, chauffeur. Like, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, right. They're playing more than two roles. You're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> they did a they did a uh, calculation of um, how much, like if if single parents or like the main caregivers were actually paid for certain duties and responsibilities. Oh, I don't even want oh, to know. Oh man, you wouldn't be able to afford I it. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm expensive. Like expensive. <laughs> like to quote Nita Slate, energy expensive. Okay, like <laughs> so. Um, Man, yeah, so education, wow. So it wasn't a lack of intelligence. It was that I didn't have the privilege of just focusing on school. Hmm. And so, yeah, so that was really, like, my grades suffered. Like, I never really got A's and B's hmm. until college and North Shore or whatever came along. But anyways, so that was a whole thing. So by the end of the year, I was like, I didn't, even, I didn't get to do any senior activities because I was taking those whole two weeks to go every single day and make up all the work from, actually, no, it was quarters. It was four quarters. Yeah, all the work from second quarter I made up in the span of two weeks. And then I got like a B average. So I was like, no, there's no, because I had a scholarship and I didn't want to put the scholarship at risk. But I was like, the fact that I went through that was like, okay, I can, I can do anything now. You know, it was like one of those moments that I was like, yes. Good learning opportunity. Good learning opportunity. Yeah. You know, and I just like, you know, just sometimes. And again, like life sometimes happens. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got through it. And then I, I went to I went to Gordon College for three semesters. I was struggling because there was a lot of stuff, you know, there was stuff going on back home. And I had to live on campus at that time. But then I, it was just like I was being pulled in a lot of different directions. Yeah. Um, so I ended up dropping out and then had the bright idea to <laughs> – I moved out of my mom's a couple of years after and then bright idea to get married and have kids because that's what you do when you're raised in a, you know, sort of that fundamentalist, like, environment and it's sort of, like, drilled into your head. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you don't have to be an old maid or – you know, start a family. That's a, that's your measure of success. Start a family, et cetera. So um, fast forward, you know, probably, what, eight years after I got married. I got married in 2010. Things didn't work out. I became a single mom of three. And then I decided, like, because for a while I, I had been wanting to go back to school. But because of, you know, my, my little ones were little, little and just different. Like, the environment just absolutely sucked. Uh, it was crazy. And, uh 
I just want to tell it like, if it ain't for you, don't stay. Just saying. That's good advice. If it's not for you, don't stay. Get out of there. Um, And so I was like, I'm going to go back to school. So in 2019, I went back uh, and yeah, I ended up doing digital and social marketing at North Shore Community College. Uh, They didn't have a, a video program at the time. But I'm, I'm happy to say that now they have a digital video production program because I kept, me and a couple other students kept asking, like, why doesn't this exist? Like, how, do, how does this happen? Because content creation and, you know, and, and social media and then especially with video, you know, that's it's, a very valuable it's, it's skill. It's not going away. It's not it's, going it's away. It's only going to get more exactly. valuable as time goes. Because yeah. you were pretty instrumental in, like, trying to push for that program. I was. From, to my understanding, yeah. that program to exist at North Shore, correct? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. That's how do you? How does that make you feel knowing that like you were a a, a large part in making a, a program happen at a school that would not only didn't have it and was devoid of it, but now you're contributing to it and yeah. contributing to the success of it. Like, how, how does that sort of like when you when you look back on all these on this journey from an educational standpoint, like yeah. to get to this point, like how does that sort of? What well, do you, other than just saying it makes you feel good because obviously it makes you feel good, but like yeah. what? On a deeper level, like, mm. what does that mean to you? Oh, man, that's that's actually, that's a very, really, really good question. So thank you. Uh, it's just, it's very, it's very encouraging to know that, because, um, you know, there's a lot of community colleges around us. So shout out to community college, because that's, there's a, there's like a stigma against them for whatever reason. Ooh. F the stigma. F the stigma, F the because stigma. a lot of the Seriously, professors there. not kidding teach at universities yeah. they're gonna pay top dollar for it anyway right and they've you know they have like such a, a they're just so knowledgeable and supportive and you know even if you decide to transfer to a university you can you'll get all the support there you, that you needed that you might not have got like that's what i said like when i was in high school i just i didn't have the opportunity to just focus on academics because i had a lot going on and that's sometimes you know it happens and at north shore community college they, you know they serve a lot of adult learners um, single parents, caregivers, yeah. etc. My, mo- my mother was one of them. My yeah. mother graduated when she was forty, maybe like forty-two or forty, or maybe yeah, maybe early to mid forties. Yeah. And not to cut you off, but like yeah, the the big the big thing that people don't understand, young, if anybody in their in, you know young high school, young than younger, or whatever, or parents of 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 kids, please listen to this. Yeah. This is a hack that not a lot of people know. Right in Massachusetts, if you go to a community college for two years and you get a, a certain GPA, I believe it's only like a 2.8 or a 3.0, somewhere in that, you can then get free tuition at any state school and transfer after two years. Get your You get your associates yep. at a community college and then you can then transfer and go get your undergrad for the next two years at any state school. And that means UMass, any of the UMasses, UMass yep. Lowell, UMass Amherst, UMass Boston, Salem State, Framingham mm-hmm. State, Fitchburg State. MCLA, the list goes on and yes. on and on of state <laughs> schools that you can go to and get free tuition. And then you're only paying for the first two years, you're paying that nor- that, that yep. community college fee. Exactly. Because at the, and I'm sorry, now I'm going on a rant, but like oh, my yeah, own rant. Oh yeah, no, rant. But why in the world, and, and this is, I, I, my students, any, any of my students or former students that are listening to this, probably you know exactly what I'm going to say because I say it all the time. I don't understand if you if you know at 18 what you want to do with yeah. your life and where, what you want to do. You know you want to go to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go do it. Yeah. Go go be in med school. That's fine. Yeah. But if you are 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, and you don't know what you want to do, 
Don't waste 50 to 60 to 70 to now almost $80,000. You know BU is almost $80,000 a year to go to? <clears throat> a year? A year. I'm sorry. I took and that the- sip right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm sorry, 80- what? $80,000 oh, no. a oh. year. No. Why would, you, why would you waste that much money? If you don't truly know what you want to do, if you know what you want to do, it's different. It's if you're like, I want to go to law, I want to be a lawyer, I want to go to law school, BU's got a good law program, what? Yeah. fine, go, do it. I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting to not do that. But so many kids are just like, there's that stigma of, I need to go to college because my parents are telling me to, or society is telling me to. Whoop, sorry, I didn't mean to, mean to hit the microphone. He's um, very see, passionate about this. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. <laughs> yes. And it's just, and that might seem odd coming from a high school teacher. You would think like a high school public teacher is like, oh, go to college, go to college. Like, yeah. And that's just, I just see the landscape and I just, and I, and I almost wish, I mean, I went to a, 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 um, a state school anyway. So yeah. my loans aren't like insane, but like, right. I'm still paying school back. Like, had I exactly. had I known, like, well, I probably wouldn't have met my, you know, my my, my long term girlfriend, my my life partner, Carissa. So I'm actually glad I did go to Fraser State because I was and all my best friends, well, not all my best friends, but a lot of my best friends. So it, it did work out. But yeah. no, like you, financially speaking, though, mm-hmm. kind of wish I did the, I did the community college route. Save a lot of money, <laughs> especially now. Yes, especially now because it's damn expensive. And also. Have you heard of the Mass... I believe it's Mass Reconnect program? No, I'm not familiar. Ooh, all right. <clears throat> so I'm not sure when it's starting specifically, but definitely keep your ear to the ground. Google it. So if you look up Mass Reconnect, it'll come up Massachusetts anyways, because, you know, just... Or Massachusetts Reconnect program, whatever. Um, something along those lines, it'll pop up. Uh, so they just announced an initiative to have... Uh, community college for free for adults age 25 or older who don't have a, a degree from uh, a college or university. That's awesome. That's so fantastic. You can completely, if, you, if you're eligible, if you're, if you're 25 or older, and you know, especially like single parents, caregivers, if you're yeah. sick of your current career and you never got your degree, now's the time to do it because you won't even, ha- if you meet this requirement, again, 25 and up, and you don't have a degree from an accredited college or university prior, right? Uh, You can go to school for free. That's amazing. (laughs) And they have grants. Finally. And they have other... goddamn time. They have other... Yeah, and they have a lot of like different pathways and things like that. So if you have a general idea of what you're interested in but not sure because they have... Like you could do liberal arts and then you can do a pathway into like, you know, history or if you're into politics, right? Or whatever. Yeah, because liberal arts is so like broad. You can kind of tailor it to whatever. Yeah, and the way that they do it over there at North Shore Community College is that... They they really they get to know you as a person. Well, that that's actually the the, the great part about yeah. those smaller schools. Yes. Even at, when I was at Framingham State, the class sizes were super small. Oh yeah. I mean, my classes. I think my biggest class I was in. That's awesome. Was like thirty five students. Uh, small, yeah. Yeah, and that was like yeah. just a gen ed. It was like a. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was like a math course I had to take or something like that. Oh, okay. And that's a, like a general math course. Yeah, usually but, those would be popping, especially at, you said Framingham? Framingham State. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the class sizes were small. Yeah. I mean, my teaching courses when I was getting to like my junior, senior years, like, um, you know, were, I think my my, my senior um, my senior capstone course only had like eight students. So we worked really, really closely with the, like the two, and it was like two professors that we were working closely with. So it's like we pretty much had a, you know, a ratio of wow. four four students to one one teacher, which is 
amazing. <laughs> and then like you get to know those people, and you know one of them, and uh, specifically, uh, shout out Kelly Matthews, who I'm uh, is like near and dear to my heart. She's like one of my my favorite professors at uh, at Framingham. We we got we ended up becoming super close, and she and then years later she would being she would invite me down to like English sem uh, English uh, undergrad seminar nights where I'm like speaking in front of like the all the English majors about like you know what I what I do in my with my career and things like that like it was I was on this panel for like years uh, before COVID um, I'd go back every year and, and do like a, a like a seminar with That's with awesome. the kids. and just yeah like things like that like I got I stayed involved and um. Yeah. And it was because of my relationship with her. Um, it had nothing to do – that had everything to do with that. You know you know what I mean? It had nothing to do with the fact like, oh, my God, like this guy is just massively successful. Like it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm not tooting my own horn that I was. But yeah. like um, – or that I am. because you know, connections. That, it's are... the connection. That was the most important part of why I, they asked me back there. Amazing. It wasn't as if I like became famous and was doing this crazy thing. And they're like, we have to – this is <laughs> – you have to have him back. You know? So that no, was more or less of just like – Oh, you're 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 a good person. You you somebody that I think people will connect with. Like we want you uh, as a part of this panel. So it was yeah. great. Um, those are the types of things where, like, again, whatever. Every you just I think at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you have to know what's best for yourself. That self awareness piece yes. is like the most important part. If you know you're not going to do well in a school that has you know a 200 person lecture hall, and you know yeah. you're not going to pay attention. You know you got ADHD, and you're going to need that extra support. Yes. Like maybe that you know maybe yeah. you might need to sacrifice the quote-unquote party school for mm -hmm. you know because you'll have time for that yeah like you'll always be able to make time for the stuff like that of if course. if if you know you want to have your fun i'm not saying people don't have fun but it's two years not even you could do a certificate program too for real eight months so Boom. no <laughs> i listen <laughs> i thank you for bringing that up the reconnect yeah. program i think that that's fantastic and i know like you like inequity is, is a huge issue as yes. well i mean yes. of course in some of these you know um some you know city communities and, and man, honestly communities everywhere yeah. um you know it just like family situations financial situations it's not every family even 10 years ago could afford to send their kids to college mm -hmm. and now it's even harder yeah so you know some people have to go in the workforce right away for sure you know i i was somebody that I had to, I got lucky um, that I was able to take out loans, but I still had to work throughout yeah. the school year and throughout the entire summer just to like, and I was paying, to pay my school bills. Mm -hmm. I still had a, like an overhead bill of like, I, they'll give, we'll give you X amount of money, but you still owe X amount of money every year. And mm -hmm. so that would, and I just, again, single parent household, she just, you know, she, my mom did her best, the best she could yeah. um, with a little bit of help from, you know, my dad, but it wasn't like a, a ton of money. Right. Um, like it was all, you know. Yeah, she was doing it all. She, day it was, day. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of it was just like, I got to, you know, pay my my part. And so yeah. um, it's, it's that's, but that, it was tough. I won't lie. Mm -hmm. But I, mean, I got through it and I'm, I'm good for it. I, and I feel better off now for that. Yeah. But it's, it's not every family has that, has even that luxury of being able to be able to do it. Some people have to go in the workforce right away. Yeah. So it's, and, and yeah, we, we know that college degree gets you so much or even just associates get you so yeah. much further financially and you know stability wise and it's, it's just hard to live in this country right now as it really a is. as not only i just not even just i mean obviously as a minority uh it's it's extremely difficult yeah, to live in this country like but if you're trying to like i'm i'm 
I am, <laughs> I'm digging out of literally like generations of poverty. I believe it. Still. And it's just like, it. you know, I made the decision, obviously, in my younger days. I was 22 when I, 23, 22, 23, when I had my first child. Right. That's very young. Like, I didn't really have an, a, a, a window big enough or, you know, to establish myself in the way I should have. I mean... I could have, should have, but again, there's just, it just, it didn't happen and it's happening now. So like, mm-hmm. it's been something that I've been building um, once I made the decision to start uh, contributing to, you know, building that generational wealth, yeah. like really, really just doubling down on it. Yeah. And that's part of it is the education piece because, mm-hmm. you know, now I have that degree. Like, I, I'm not going to stop there. Ultimately, I do want to go back for my bachelor's and my master's because I do want to teach. Uh and then, That's you know, to, having a degree is, is important because there's just different, there's different aspects of, um, you know, because you, obviously, like, YouTube and things like that, like, there's a lot i've learned a lot from youtube university so no absolutely no you there's and that's, and there's that's a, a lot huge of, thing yeah, yeah there's a lot of free resources absolutely like google has a ton of like free like workshops and yeah i'll put you guys on right now google ads like just uh, yeah. youtube videos how to do advertising for that is free like you could do it yourself not have to yeah. you know if you can't afford it just learn it and do it you know schedule your content um, yeah. Canva, Canva has a scheduler. You could put, I'm, I'm dropping gems right now. <laughs> um, Canva has a publishing tool that you can literally just automate all your posts, and of course, sporadically um, engage and create content with, with people. But I, I, I have I have this conversation with a lot of artists um, just randomly, or I'll see them talk about like how exhausting it is to be on social media, or just like it being is. able to just put your phone down and you know and automating your shit. <laughs> automating your stuff automating your content will enable you to have that space to like not have to overthink it like you really just if you were to plan like you know once a month for just like two hours you know knock all that out knock everything out work smarter not harder right (laughs) that's in one of my songs (laughs) i love it i love it i want to get into some of your music at some point because we haven't done that but first yeah it's time for a pop quiz oh so oh no Oh yeah, that's usually the reaction we get on uh, on this show when we, when Pop Quiz comes up. So, for those people that don't know, Pop Quiz is mm-hmm. a segment of the show where we ask you a series of questions. Some have to do with music and you. Some might just be random, and uh, you never you never know what you're gonna get on Pop Quiz. You never know what you're never gonna know what I found out about. That's usually like we get into the down and dirty. Oh no! Um, so Wait a minute. It's, it's nothing embarrassing. Don't okay. worry. It's gonna I be have, okay. I have, <laughs> I have like I got stories, Mike, but I don't know if I, I can say them on this platform. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty, you know. We I like to think this is an educational pro, uh, uh, platform. I almost call it educational. Yeah. Pro- we're an educational program brought to you by no one. Um, <laughs> um, no, we we get we, we we have fun on here. You know, it's well, it's, it's I a got good time. Tea too, it's if good you want time. Tea, so. <laughs> It's first one I think you'll have some fun with. I think yeah. this one, it's not too embarrassing, but I think it's funny. Um, yeah. So do you have, do you still have any beef with Teslas since your encounter failing to open a car door or the car door? Because that was a, I, I don't know. Mike. You put it out there. <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't, listen, you put it out there. It wasn't, wasn't me. Are you going to put a clip of that in here? Like, of course. Gonna... <laughs> Wait, 
That was my first. Literally, that was my first time. All right. So I grew up in the housing projects, y'all. I don't. I don't know a lot of people with, you know. I don't come from money. I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who do come from money. I have people in my network now who are, you know, doing well, etc. Um, so one of my one of my friends is doing really well, and you know, he got a Tesla. So his girl is. Well, she's one of my best friends, my sister. Shout out to Arlene. <laughs> um, she had his, she had the whip, right? So we all going to... <laughs> I've never... I, I don't think... Like, I've seen Tesla... Like, I've again, I've never been in one. But no, Mike, to answer your question, I no longer struggle with Tesla doors. <laughs> <laughs> There's no beef there. No like, you're not, you're, you don't want to fight with Elon Musk or anything like that. Well, maybe. I mean, I still want to fight Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, maybe for different reasons. Verbally. <laughs> I don't get physical, but just... Okay, just, sure. From, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. of course. Yeah, I didn't so, mean it. Yeah, no, just, we, don't, we don't condone violence on turntables. You just I want to make that clear. Use your words. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Which he has a hard time doing. But anyway, this actually goes to my next... Next question, actually. Uh, you might actually like this question a lot. So you've, I feel like you've kind of seen it all when it comes to content marketing. And that's like you love content marketing. That's like your big thing um, mm-hmm. from the early days, AOL Messenger, to now with TikTok being what it is. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about threads. Do you think threads is here to stay? Do you think it's simply just like a or – do or do you think it's simply a Twitter knockoff that we're all going to like forget about by the end of the year? <laughs> I mean, it can go either way, man. In it's, your opinion, though, like if, you, if opinion, you can like see into your crystal ball, like do you do you think your content marketing crystal ball? Do you think Threads <laughs> is here to stay? Uh, I think it's we here to, we, I, we we won't hold you to it either. By the way, oh yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's here to stay. Um, I know there's a lot of there's a couple of like Twitter supporters who are like gung ho about I'm staying on Twitter. I won't join Threads. But honestly, I've I was on it for a couple of days, and I'm. I don't I don't really I don't I don't buy into the vanity metrics, but like I feel like hopping on it and seeing what it's about and then seeing where it goes. But so far I like it because of the simplicity and I feel like I I see my suggestions are people that I rock with like in real life. Mm-hmm. Um so it's cool. It's it's been really cool. I like it so far. Uh but we'll see. We'll have to see where it goes. I think only time will tell, but I I think it's a good it's a good place to, uh, you know, similar to Twitter, but it's just for me, it's it's less overstimulating as it is right now with how simple it's it's designed and it's pretty like it's pretty straightforward. And I actually see updates from people I want to see updates from. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I find it. In, yeah. I was never a Twitter person and still not. So for yeah. me, it's like I guess. Yeah, my little version of Twitter now. I haven't found myself going back. I, I like joined it. I posted like two things, but I haven't found myself going back to it lately. So I don't uh, at all. I have one, yeah. and I don't really. There's just too many apps. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I, I I don't know if it's gonna last or not. But hey, we'll see. see. All right, shout. I mean, good for you, Zuck, for trying to you know rip Musk right I mean, from yeah. under his. They could they could use the competition because you know competition is healthy. I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, although. I don't know. I also have opinions about Meta, so there's that because <laughs> they have well, like this. Yeah. They kind of have a monopoly with like when he bought Instagram. I was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "No, he's gonna ruin it." Like, well, but it eh, kind of and pros face and, cons. and Facebooks. There's there's hard evidence that Facebook, un, you know, helped to start uh, um, a genocide. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none, neither. Both have they all have skeletons in their closet. We'll just go from we'll just I'll just uh, I can't talk. Was it problematic? A little problematic. It's it's very problematic. (laughs) It's very problematic. It's not great. (laughs) Um, or or I want to say it helped. I don't want to say I'm not sorry. I don't 
mince my words that Facebook mm. started a genocide. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Facebook was a platform that was utilized to start a genocide. And uh, Yeah. I, I think the the law hasn't really caught up with regulating yeah. certain things just because like technology is just moving so fast. I know. Social media is moving so fast. Yeah. And our legal system, unfortunately... Yeah. Is lower than molasses, so it really is. <laughs> so it's not great. And I laugh like not haha funny. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's it's like it just sucks, but yeah. you know, hopefully things will get better. But that's and why I just course. like use it wisely. You know, I think it's all about how you intend to like what your intentions are when you go on there. Right. Um, I agree. You know, and it's just obviously you have trolls. Like trolls have been there for forever. But I just I just be blocking people. I block people. I block stuff I don't want to see. Like you have, literally, you can curate your timeline. Yep, you have the power you to the to, power. to yep. yeah decide that. One hundred percent. What's your favorite part of North Shore Community College? If you can, like, I know there's so many good things you love about it, but like, if there's one thing you could like hang your hat on, like, like as a staple of this was what makes North Shore Community College so great. What would that one thing be? A lot, of, a lot of um, alumni and and students and staff faculty everybody across the board usually say it's the support um the support system whether it be in the students or the faculty the staff and i have to shout out um diane mcdermott sarasulo and she was my marketing professor i took a, a bunch of classes with her and she's over the years has become a mentor to me and you know if i if i have a, you know if i ever have a question or etc like you know we'll grab lunch or coffee you know what i mean like it's like I'm really happy with the connections that I made over there. And also, shout out to Dermot Smith. Uh, he was my video professor. I took one class there, and it was off to the races. Yeah, and he was the one, him, between him and, and Diane, I was, they were the two, they were two of the people, uh, faculty-wise, that were instrumental in um, not only the, the digital video certificate, but I think Diane was instrumental also in a lot of, uh, in a few of the other programs, like the social media marketing certificate, mm -hmm. which it doesn't tie you down to the two-year commitment if you if you don't want to go to school for two years and do the digital and social marketing like I did, um, which I actually split up those two years. So it really took me about four years to finish. Okay. But I took classes in the summer. But it's just it's like they work with you with your schedule. I love that. I think the flexibility. So maybe two things: flexibility and support. You know, they, and they, they can go hand. They in can hand. go hand in hand a because lot because flexibility yeah. can be very. It supporting. is part of support. So it like, makes sense. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to, to do it otherwise because kids, school, right. work. Yeah. Yep. Now it's a great segue because my next question is because you, so you've said it a bunch of times. You're a mom of three lovely children, and you love your kids. Like I can tell. Just <laughs> you, you talk about them all the time, and you I just you, I, I know you you love absolutely love them. Yeah. Um, what's like a non-negotiable in your house when it comes to your kids? Like, are you and then like, what's your parenting style? Are you like mm. you know you more laid back? Are you strict somewhere in the middle and then like is there like a non-negotiable you have with your kids like a, they have to be in bed at a certain time oh, or yeah. can't eat a certain type of food or or like only 30 minutes of tv like i know like in my house yeah uh growing up the non-negotiable was you'd get home mm -hmm. and uh if it was nice out you were immediately outside <laughs> that was a non-negotiable until yeah. dinner like non-negotiable your kid get the hell outside that was non-negotiable that was a non-negotiable um you could do your homework later um Absolutely. Like, yeah. drop off your bag, go get outside. Is there a non-negotiable in your household with your kids? Non-negotiable is pick up after yourself. Oh, it's a great one. There are too many people in this household for me to, like, okay, I get it. It's my responsibility to keep yeah. it clean overall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is your responsibility 
to make sure I'm not tripping over your shoes or your <laughs> sister's not tripping over your shoes because I have three little girls. Um, wow. And, what are their ages? Uh, 11, 10, and 7. Yeah. So the 11 and then 10-year-old, you can kind of start to kind of put some of yeah. those uh, some of those mindsets into them of like, yeah. hey, you know, pick up after yeah. yourself. And, the se- you know, my 7-year-old, she's... She's still a little you know, young. She's, she's still... For the most part, though, I have to say, she does... She does. Um, she does listen to you know, but obviously there's. Uh, she, oh, I forgot. You know, she'll put. I'm thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a quick reminder, and then also too, it's just like it's it's part of those like life skills. Like, right. You no. Know, right. Don't, don't, no. Don't be, don't be a slob. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. No. No. I, I, that's like, great. Yeah, that you're just teaching them that. Reinforcing, like, just you know, keep your space. You know what I mean? Because. I love it. It's, it's your home. Like you should you should care for it. And, of course. You know, I'm not gonna say that my apartment's immaculate. Like. You know, whatever, but it's um, they they've uh, it's, it definitely was more challenging because I had at one point I had, uh, so my older two are fourteen months apart. Okay. So I basically had like toddlers and a newborn at one point. Wow. So it was insane. Um, it was just yeah. I was like, getting tripping over uh the, the giant <laughs> blocks and all types of stuff. But you know, over the years they learn. You know, I teach them different things, and you know, my oldest is doing more and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like obviously, obviously cleaning her own room because that was that was part of the deal was mm-hmm. that you know you want your own room okay you gotta so um but yeah just just as, as much as i teach them though i feel like they teach me a lot more yeah 100 <laughs> percent. after it was after i had them that i went back to college so you know that motivation and that focus and that drive really like was um kind of uh multiplied because of them you know i was like sure. i have to do this because you know i gotta do it for them you right know? and for myself for, well, of also. course you want to do it but for yourself it was but. really because i want to i don't want them to go through the same struggles that i had to go through absolutely and um yeah so just making making sure they're set for for their future and all that yeah so totally yeah. no i think that's that's amazing um yeah i was i was gonna say that earlier but yeah thank you for reminding me that i was gonna say like i'm sure you that was such a more motivational thing for you to go back to school for your for your kids and, and then yeah exactly to, to make a better life for them but like you said to also set the example of yeah. like hey you can you can do difficult yes. things in your life yes and um, it's never too late no it's never no. too late no like yeah, yeah. My, like i said i told you my mom went back when she yeah. was in her early 40s we were my, me and my brother Anthony were both in high school, and Mark was in middle school, and mm. I, I remember it to this day. Um, wow. It was it was very inspiring. Yeah, shout out to uh, mom. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to mama turntables. Um, what's something <laughs> like? What's something really fun that you all do together? Like, I know I'm sure you do so many different things. Oh, yeah. Fun, but like, is there like something like a specific night you watch a show, or mm-hmm. like specific? place you like to go eat or a park or I don't know like was there like a specific like special yeah. fun thing that you guys love to do as uh the four of you oh yeah so our our thing big thing over the summer is swimming okay you know like so getting into the water the and yeah. like you know that's our big activity that we do pretty regularly over the summer um at the Y or wherever mm-hmm. and uh what else one uh, another one that we do is that like I try to do this monthly, but, you know, it's either monthly or we'll pick a movie that's coming out that's, like, anticipated that they really want to see. And we'll just, like, plan for it and go, you know, so we're big on movies. And people sometimes don't take me seriously when I say that I take my kids to the movies. They're like, but, you know, you have a seven-year-old. I'm like, they they do amazingly. That's but awesome. I've been taking them since they were very little. So they know how to behave. Like, even yeah. with, like, you know, when I uh, – yeah, like, even when they're – 
their dad was like more around or whatever. Um, I'll say before he was my ex-husband, rather, when they were little, 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 like I would, I would, I was like, we should take them, we should take them. He's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to chase them and this and that. I was like, no, but they, how are they going to learn, you know? So intentionally it would be like family movies or stuff like that. So yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I taught them and they taught me like, okay, what, what works best for you? Like, do you, like how often, you know, just taking them to the bathroom or whatever, like just those breaks and, and yeah. things like that. And, you know, bringing a friend along or, yeah. um, you know, so we love it. Like that's our big activity is movies. Like we're big on films yeah. and awesome. my oldest and I love like anything Marvel, uh, oh, yeah. so yeah, it's, I love it. it's awesome. That's like, awesome. Yeah. Um. So my, I know you have a specific gripe with Salem that I'll get to in just a second, but my my biggest gripe with Salem personally, yeah, is this might sound like petty, but it's um mm-hmm. the October traffic. I cannot stand it during Halloween. Like people, like whenever I meet people that say I, I grew up in this area, like, oh, oh yeah. my God, like it must be so great. Like during Halloween time, you like, it's like, yeah, it's good for like the first year you're like, like able to remember it. And then you for, you remember, and then as the years go on, and especially as you get an adult, you're like, oh, this totally sucks trying to get into Salem in, in, in the month of October. It is a nightmare. Um, but I know for you, um, gentrification in Salem is like a huge thing that you are like really struggling with right now not personally but just like from like a Mm -hmm. existential sort of idea of like maybe this is not the greatest idea so uh, Mm -hmm. can you explain to our audience and your audience um, why gentrification in Salem is why in your opinion is such a major problem so gentrification in Salem to me is a problem because and I know it's happening everywhere it is yeah I know Um, it's happening crazy in Dorchester right now Um, a bunch of um, yeah, Boston is getting a lot of it. Yeah, and I think that, um, and there's a couple of issues with that. Um, I'm just writing a note so I don't forget. No, you're good. And I actually love this, by the way. I've never seen any, but nobody's ever come on the show and done this before. Really? Just like taking notes during? No, never. Never. You're like the first. <laughs> yeah, it's my, Like you are a student through and through. I love it. Like I... Turntable teaches. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, again, I didn't ask. I didn't want a prize. Like, you know, she can yeah, do whatever she no. wants. She does, it, does her thing. But, like, you brought it up. So I was like, yeah, this is, like, this doesn't happen. <laughs> I know you, you might think it's this is completely normal. Yeah, but this is abnormal is. for the show. For you, it's yeah, normal. It is totally normal but for this me. is this is abnormal. We've never had this going. <laughs> you, know, you never know what's going to happen on this, on this show, on this podcast. Look at this. You know, we talk about it all. But, like, shit happens. <laughs> So many things happen. Take um, notes, y'all. Take notes. <laughs> take notes. Oh. Take notes and take notes. Um, yeah, well, yeah. But again, so I, there is, because there's, uh, as many things in this country are right now, there's a polarizing sort of kind of two sides, quote unquote, to this, to the gentrification topic. Yeah. Um, I know because, beca- and I only specifically asked Salem because I know you live in Salem. So I was curious for you, like, because you, you see that firsthand living in Salem. Um, yeah. Like, what are, what are the problems that you see with it? Where do I begin? Um, <laughs> well, I'll start first off. Like as you know, I was born and raised in Salem. Um, still there now, and there's, there's just so I grew up in Rainbow Terrace, which is basically the housing projects. It's between campuses. Um, over it's off of Loring Ave, near Salem State. Um, and I again, so I grew up there. And Rainbow Terrace is basically um, a housing projects neighborhood. Um, built for or i don't know if it was built for there's uh how do i put it so they it's for veterans um and families who are low income Mm -hmm. so those are the priority groups um 
that they serve. And I lived there from the time I was four till I was like 19. So I lived there basically most of my life because um, I'm in my mid-30s now. And it was just, it was such a great, it was a great place to grow up in because like we had a playground and, um, you know, at that time, everybody played outside. So it was like, you know, but the problem that I have now is that there is no playground there. They took the playground out. I don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, why isn't this a bigger smart. story? Like, where are they? Like, oh, they have a basketball court. Yeah. Let me put my two year old on the basketball court. Like, right. what are you supposed to do with that? And then there's a playground. Um, Horace Mann used to be right there on Loring Ave. Mm-hmm. I went to Horace Mann. Okay. Um, and there's a playground there, but they like blocked everything off so you can't get in because Salem State has like. Obviously, like, I understand because sometimes there are kids who are unattended and un- unsupervised that go and, like, you know, they, they do stuff there or whatever. And it's a liability issue, I guess, too. I don't know. But my thing is, is that, like, I don't know how having an accessible space for kids to play is a liability issue. Like, from what I understand is, you know, you play at your own risk with, with anything. Like, at the beach, you see signs up, swim at your own risk. There's no lifeguard on duty. Mm-hmm. So if these public spaces don't exist and like, you know, if to me, it's just it's just fishy when people when when things start to change, the landscape starts to change, because it's like in my in my brain, in my opinion. And I know that and not even my opinion. This is just a, this is just a cold, hard fact. That's to me, that's discrimination because you're not providing uh, again, you're not providing a safe space for these children to play. And the next closest park is like Forest River, which is like it's up the street or whatever. But it's like, what about people who are um who are limited with their mobility, you know what I mean? Like they don't have transportation or they can't walk very far, you know, and they want to take their their child or grandchild or whatever to the park. They can't. There's no there's no there's no place for them to play. So that's one of the issues that I've had. Um, And it's just been and I know that um, the former like the leadership that we've had over the last like decade or so has been very like very much lacking in transparency. Um, we've had, (laughs) like, welcome, welcome to mass. But, um, there's just like certain cities do a better job of, um, really caring about their community, uh, and, and really just being present for them. Um, cause that's what it's all about. If you're as strong as your community is, that's as strong as your city's going to be. And I say community as, you know, the, the people that have the least, right. Who are, and this is a part where like my, my, my church upbringing has the what I what I sort of uh, took away from that was like was that was a community aspect like serving others helping others like people are in need you know the widow and the orphan right sure those aspects are I think sometimes forgotten by people in power because they're more concerned with budgets and numbers and development and this and that and it's like Salem for example has built so much on that land that is is basically swamp <laughs> you know like some yeah i think uh we're about it I, I still call it bowditch uh it used to be bowditch which is another issue um bowditch was a k through eight that my daughter attended in kindergarten they closed down bowditch claiming or alleging segregation but that hmm. didn't make sense because it was a school that was providing a lot of services to um a diverse very diverse population yeah. but i guess for them like a lot of the student um the students that made up that uh the you know the demographics of the students at the time was like 
mostly Latino, but it's like you have a bilingual program. Of course, it's going to attract Latino students. Like what, you know what I mean? And some of those students, it's not even that, excuse me, it's not even that they knew Spanish. It was just that they come from families that maybe they want to learn Spanish or et cetera. And some of them did. Some of them were, um, they had, you know, come to this country from, um, you know, DR or Puerto Rico or, or Central America or wherever. Sure. And we do have a, a Latino um, community and population, but unfortunately, we're not very well represented in those spaces where our voices should be heard. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of what I what I call uh, performative or what is what is what I what has been coined as right. When I learned this, I was like, Psh, that's crazy. It's perfect to describe it performative acts of solidarity claiming equitable opportunities when you're sort of you know what i mean like you're saying one thing but doing something else right Mm -hmm. and so the development piece number one for the land is bad it's horrible they're trying to take pioneer village they're trying to move that somewhere else it's a historical site it should stay where it is period um and then there was just a lot of like it wasn't even and it's just i have like there's a couple of like i won't say conflicts of interest but it's 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 sometimes it has been difficult for me to talk about because I don't want like retaliation or whatever, but I honestly, I don't care anymore because <laughs> it's just, I'm so sick of it. And this is why things continue happening is because people don't say anything and then it continues happening, right. c- continues to happen. So I've been just having these conversations with people and being in these spaces and saying, what can we do about this? You know, and most of it is just showing up to those meetings and speaking up yeah, uh, and, and just talking about your experience and just, yeah, it's just been that they've been just changing things some of the change is good like we got we were in debt like the city was in debt bad so shout out to you know former leadership for being part of that okay great but now it's like the tourism is insane like it takes me half an hour to get from one part of salem to the other and then back in the day that was unheard of it would take me like 10 maybe 12 minutes tops um or less you know and now it's just like you know, you said October traffic, but I'm like, yeah, it's all year round. It's, it's all crazy. Year round now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about extending haunted happenings into November, which I'm like, uh, oh my god. I'm like, please no. <laughs> please no but it's just like you can come to Salem any time in the year, and it's beautiful. And I, and I hope I don't, I hope I don't regret that. Um, but yeah, coming in October is just like, yeah. I wish it wasn't. It was just like not as hectic, but I don't, I don't think there's yeah. really nothing you can do about it at this point. I think it's yeah. too popping for anybody to really like dial that down at all but right. i think that i really would like to see a shift in how the the communities um how salem's leadership is addressing these problems there was one instance last year over the summer no i'm not sure if it was over the summer but there was a, a cheerleader practice at forest river park which is a public space somebody called a noise complaint somebody called in a noise complaint and then these these um children are no longer allowed to do cheerleading at Forest River. And I'm not sure if that still stands, but the last I heard, they were they were being removed from that. And I haven't had a chance to follow, but I wanted to put that up there out there because it was like it was all over Facebook. I think I'm not sure if it made I think it made the paper. I want to say it did. But it's just like people know that it ha- that it happened, but I don't know of anything that was done to to fix it. Yeah. You know? It's the age old story so these days. Yeah, it is definitely the age old stories, which I think that uh, that also too is a form of discrimination because you're discriminating uh, you're discriminating against people with families. And this is going into this other aspect of when they build these apartments and condos and things like that. I've only seen like as big as like two bedrooms. I haven't really seen three bedroom, four bedrooms, and I'm like you're discriminating discriminating against families of a certain size because a two bedroom you know, they advertise it as, oh, it's an extra room or it's an office or this and that. And I'm like, 
you know families like need places to live too right like people <laughs> yeah. which i feel like it's it's i mean there's obviously a housing crisis and you know we need to but the infrastructure of salem is crumbling there's a water main break like every other month we just like i feel like every t- and then i think somebody had mentioned and i don't know how true this is probably up you know probably have to fact check this but somebody had mentioned that the one of the pipes was like wood or had wood in it or something that's how old it was was that it was like such an old material um that you know and these things keep failing across the city i'm gonna take a sip of water because i've been talking go for it go for it (laughs) Mm. uh so some of these um water mains and things like that and pipes across the city have been just breaking and they don't uh, again they don't you know it's it's the age-old story of sometimes certain <laughs> certain uh, officials or places, depending where you go or who you ask, it's just like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's like, I know that there's a record somewhere. There has to be records somewhere. Or if there's maybe there's a poor record keeper, I don't know. To get ahead of the issue before it becomes one. Because then you're, you know, it, it's just, it's such a headache. And like, it causes more traffic or this or that. And again, mm-hmm. like, how are you going to sustain all these people? Like, all these people are talking about building, building, and having more. It's like you're shoving all these people into this small space, you know, and then they're talking about developing, like, Shetland Park, um, Lee Fort Terrace, which I was at, I was recently on. Um, I, I spoke on, what podcast was it? Her name's Sabby, and I'll have to, I have to look her up, Sabby Sab, but she's, she's amazing, YouTuber, talks about... Um, different like political and, and social issues mm-hmm. and this is one of the things is that the residents of lee fort terrace got a letter that they had to leave within 120 days oh wow yes because they're going because i and then it's just like why are you privatizing public housing you know what i mean and they're like well we're gonna make a building and they can come back in two years two years what are they supposed so to do you're gonna make years? them these are these are veterans elderly folks where are they supposed to go number one they're all on fixed income It'd be Most one thing if SSI they're like, oh, SSDI. we're going to put that we have a space that we can exactly. provide to bring them for the two years and then we'll bring them back yeah. until it, that that would be a exactly. different story. Like, I want to see. OK, all right. Bet. Put up for the hotel then. Yeah. Put them in a hotel. Get get a grant or whatever. You got all this right. money you're sitting on, exactly. which I'm sure that it'll get siphoned out by someone like wanting to get a $50,000 office chair or whatever. <laughs> when I ever heard that, like politicians buy these expensive ass like pieces of furniture i was like you could have thrifted that like what it's crazy and i'm like i'm like no wonder why this country's in debt (laughs) or or whatever wherever we're at i don't even pay attention anymore it's it's, so yeah it's it's hard yeah there's it's so much um yeah yeah that's my i have so i have a little bit of a I guess a little bit of a I don't I guess I'll say vendetta for lack of a better word, but it's just like something that's constantly on my mind because I'm just like always looking at it. And there's a lot of good, there's good things. There's good and bad in gentrification. You know, obviously property values go up, etc. But I think I would like to see a shift in um, helping people that are are just even like the stuff we talked about earlier with like yeah. informing them of these different programs and different things because education really is like I think education is the great equalizer. Yeah, um, it is. Shout out to um, Angel Garcia, who's a fellow alum of a fellow alum of uh, North Shore Community College. Um, he was the form. He was uh, recently the. He's a most recent um, student trustee, and just a, an amazing, amazing human being. Um, Dominican American, and uh, just like really, 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 really uh, humble guy, and 
you know, um, he he had coined, he had he had mentioned that to me. He's like education, you know, the great equalizer. I was like, yo, that's that's so true. Oh, it one hundred percent is. It it helps. I mean, there's is. you know, obviously, like there's people that you know, you you start your own business or things like that, whatever. But education, really, it will it will definitely propel you into where you need to be. So I would like to, I think I would like to see a, a shift in like cities and things like that, or maybe partnering with these community colleges to have like maybe satellite locations instead yeah. of building, 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 building. So once, you know, for example, like another thing is too, and I'm like, I'm thinking of things as I talk, the section eight list. Oh, You're good. It's a passion. <laughs> the section eight list is like, like a 10 year wait, 10 year plus. Wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's insane. I know. Don't Subsidies. ask me to know. I know. Don't get me started on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, it's happening everywhere unfortunately it's happening in a lot of places and you know it's not one thing i will say off of what you're what you're Mm -hmm. addressing i you know there's there's a a side of the conversation here of people that want to just say okay be grateful that you're in the greatest country in the world and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and my response to that is and I'm glad you said like it's not all bad. There is positive. I know. Yeah. I know a lot of the things you're talking about were the problems, and but mm-hmm. I want to re- obviously we both would probably re- reiterate that there are good things happening. There's good things happening in every community. I don't want to address that. Yeah, but yeah. having said all of that, I think the most nationalist thing you can do, or the most prideful thing you can do, mm-hmm. is recognize the issues and the fallacies within your own community. Yeah. Speaking up and seeing if you can do something to solve them and change them for the better so yes. that way it helps everybody. Yeah. I think that is yes. true nationalism, in my opinion. Now, there's <laughs> yeah. other ways in which, of course, people that serve our country, things like that, like, you know, in, in military and keep us safe and whatnot, that's a that's obviously a, a, a way of it. But I'm mm-hmm. saying from a, a perspective of a regular, yep. normal, law-abiding citizen yep. that just wants equal like and the crazy part about it is minority groups like the latino community Mm -hmm. or the uh the black community or even the lgbtq plus community they're not asking for all of these unrealistic things they're just asking for the same opportunity as everybody else they're just asking for a little bit of equity it's 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 almost as if like Mm -hmm. there's just a certain group of people that make it seem as though these requests are outlandish right and it's really not like you like granted there there is statistics that show people are having kids later on later these days and mm-hmm. having less kids that is that is a fact right. but that doesn't necessarily mean that there are no more families of four for you to say mm-hmm. that there this building is only having two bedroom maybe a few that are three bedroom like mm-hmm. that doesn't serve yeah. everybody mm-hmm. like how can you are you're a family for yourself mm-hmm. like a, putting family four in, in just a, a two-bedroom apartment that's 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 tricky that's not that's, you can't that, even do it in that's some, difficult like if so potentially I have, not even yeah potentially not even feasible yeah. i'll i'll be i'll be straightforward with it because i think there's a stigma when it comes to um subsidies and things like i have section eight and i'm not afraid to talk about it because i think it's important that you know i'm not intending to be on section eight forever it's i think it's a great program that people don't have a full knowledge about for example when i was in school when i did a work study um that is considered grant money so i was able to buy books mm-hmm. i got a lap I got, you know what i mean like i was i didn't 
So with Section 8, it's like 30% of your income, which is crazy because most financial experts say that you should not be paying more than 25% of your income for it's, the roof over your head. It's, um, so, um, it's more than that yeah. now for yeah. m- most people. Yeah. Because of... It's crazy. Yeah. You have to work like two, three jobs. And I'm like, I can't work two, three jobs. Yeah, you have, I have two, one th- job. You have two, three kids. <laughs> I have, well, I have two jobs. I'm a full-time mom. And then I have, you know, yeah. I'm employed. So it's like... Sure. It's just... It's, um, it's hard. It's, it's hard. So obviously, like, I'm grateful for these programs, like subsidies and, and Section 8 and vouchers and things like that. Because otherwise, I, it would have been, whoa, way crazier. But, um, you know, those types of, like, equitable programs and and ac- having that access is very important yep um and then also too just knowing about it like i've i've my caseworker at the time that does like you know the verifications and documents and everything sure. she didn't even know that if i because you know you have to report your income and stuff so she wasn't aware that uh if you did a work study that's not counted like they don't count that income because it's a grant because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be used for school or whatever mm-hmm. um whatever needs you have right so it was just amazing like i've learned things along the way that i'm like why don't people know this why don't people know this you know what i mean so i've just whenever i can i bring it up and uh i bring these things up because there's just there's there's always a way out but it's just like getting there sometimes it's really hard to to even get to it or Mm -hmm. you know it takes time etc that whole thing but um yeah, like these groups are not asking for much mm-hmm. at all. And I think that uh, it's just unfortunate to see how like affirmative action was overturned. Yeah, that's just it's, it broke it's my heart because I yeah. was like, what? And I actually I got into it with someone in my speech class um, <laughs> because they said something about. Um, and, you know, the kid was young, um, Caucasian. And just not just kind of lived in a bubble comes from like a a well-off community and said something like, oh, affirmative action is like discriminating or some some (laughs) some crazy thing. I'm like, do you even know what you're saying? So I did a whole I made a video about it. Systemic racism in the United States. And I talked about like, you know, mortality rates of African-American women in hospitals and um, expecting, you know, expectant mothers and and things like that. and, And like just the statistics and everything and i just threw a bunch of stuff i I talked about over policing and communities of color uh i talked about uh you know field order 15 and how that was overturned and like you know a lot of people don't know this stuff i talked about black wall street like i think i talked about black wall street i know i mentioned it i think in the discussion post or whatever i went in i went in and i was like listen i don't know everything but this is a bunch of stuff i know i'm like don't get me started on like you know the the all the broken treaties with indigenous folks Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, we're all on stolen land. Like, it's not, you know, and there's just been nothing. And I'm, I just, it. And it's not, it's really, not a secret. It's not a secret. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, the people just keep trying to sweep it under the rug. And I was like, that's why critical race theory is such a controversial topic when it's like, do you even understand what it's teaching? Like, no, if people you were don't. to, people don't care. Cause it's just like, it's, it's, it's right. Ra- they're just, they're racist and they don't want to admit it. Like, period. Or, you know what I mean? They just, Whatever, or or they just don't uh, don't they just don't care. Some people just don't care yeah. about anyone I, I, outside yeah, of their yeah. little bubble, and it's just it's just a lot of it's it's either ignorance or cognitive dissonance. You know what I mean? And I think it's more of yeah. that in the sense of, and then also people like feeling as though yeah my life is somehow going to like either change or be uprooted if yeah. I. You know what I mean? They're I almost afraid. there's like a fear of it. I I think I 100 percent agree with you that obviously yeah. there are. 
people out there that are ra- it's just it's it's just yeah. it's just it is what it is people yeah. there's people out there that are racist yeah you know what i mean it's just it's there's mm-hmm. we're never i'm i'm hope i'm hopeful that yeah. someday maybe it won't be in our lifetime but mm-hmm. maybe in our kids or our kids kids where yeah that won't be as so much in our faces anymore for sure and that you know not to say that we don't talk about race but that there's not that at least we just can't have open dialogues about race right. um and have it and just know, have listen to equity. each other yeah you know even because at the end of the day the empathy part's the biggest thing of it yeah. you know it's like you have to understand where mm-hmm. someone else is coming from in yes. order to even begin to, you know, uh, uh, understand their own perspective. Yeah. And um, I think some, I think we get in these echo chambers, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. And just, um, yeah, it's 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 difficult. Yeah. I I want to first thank you for bringing these topics up because i do get to talk about these things sometimes but not always so yeah. sometimes they come up sometimes i don't and i this was a little bit more in depth than i think <laughs> i've gotten on this topic on on this on this podcast and actually a little while so oh, i nice. i appreciate you coming on and i because i in talking about these things because i i i enjoy talking about them too i think they're they're important the music and that's what i love about art is that yeah. it it allows us to dig into these topics more and and, and gives it um, a space, a, a space that's a little bit more safe and easier, easy to access, mm-hmm. and then for us to actually like have these conversations. So, of course, the point of me bringing you on today was the fact <laughs> that you're an artist and a budding artist and a rising one, and you have amazing yes. things going going with uh, going for you. But you. I know that you care about these topics too, and uh, I do as well. So I that's why I'm. I know, like, and that's why I know, I know, <laughs> and I do, I do, I, I know. No, it's okay, and I do need to segue because yes. um, we are running a yes. little out of time. But yeah. I, I, I just all I have to say is mm-hmm. off of the, to, to, to in, in conclusion of this conversation is people out there don't be afraid to have these conversations with your inner circle. I'm not saying you have to like have these conversations all the time. But yeah, if they're going to come up, have them. Have them in spaces that are safe and important because the, the dialogue needs to continue and we yeah. do, and and people that do feel as though they're being discriminated against i hope they continue yeah. to speak up and people that are maybe a little bit more privileged in whatever way sh- sure. shape or form that it might be mm-hmm. be a voice yes for those people as well or or, or just be an ally just listen maybe not yeah. even be a voice listen sure. i think that actually too is a big thing yeah like i was I, I am happy I got to sit here today and actually listen to you because you know more about these things than I do, especially from the point, point of Salem's. That's why I asked and I wanted to sit here and listen. So yeah. I'm glad I learned today, right? Appreciate the it. teachers can learn, guys. <laughs> we all can, all right? It's not just for, for kids. And, you know, learning doesn't stop once you get out of college. No, it's always it learning. Continues. Life is a, is a journey of learning. Of course, like, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, and overall, I want to thank you for coming on today because this was an amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad we had it. Um, quickly, 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 I want to ask you about your album. Yes. Um, that you're working on. Yes. So when can people expect some new music from you? Because yeah. um, I know you're, you're, you're working. Um, mm-hmm. what do you, what's, uh, what's, what's on the horizon potentially for the, for the rest of the year and going forward for musically from Sol Maria? What can fans or, or potentially new fans uh, yeah uh, so i have uh well first of all i have brought a gift for you a gift i brought you a gift yes i i never get gifts <laughs> oh well today is a day of first my friend so this is my very first t-shirt drop 
and I no got it, I brought an XL. I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll squeeze into it. So I'll fit our fit and fit fit into it. Excuse me. A little wrinkly because it was in my back. You're good. You're good. But this is. This is the T. This is the first like logo. I kept it simple. Nice. And I just what I've been doing. I've been like signing, just putting my name on it to personalize it. But yeah, I'm gonna be doing um a couple more drops. But yeah, this is the first one, first batch. So limited edition. Hell, thank you so much. The very first one. That is so so sweet. Appreciate it. Wow. As a thank you for you know for everything you do for the local scene and. You know, for for inviting me on. So I wanted to. My mom again. I'm Puerto Rican. I was hot. <laughs> you don't go to someone's home empty-handed. Um, so I was like, uh, let me bring something. Oh to, man! You know, well, just to. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. This is a beautiful. I love the color too. My, right. My, my girl is constantly trying to get me in different colors because hey. I'm like not. I am so like gray, blue, black, that's white. A, you know what I mean? Palette. Like that's that's my palette. So she's gonna be excited. Fire. Uh, these are dope. Um, Thank you. Can these will be out available for people to to purchase? Those somewhere? are available. The purple are available, limited quantity. Um, Hell yeah. I will be performing. At, I have a couple of shows coming up, so yeah, we'll be out there. I'll have my shirts, whatever I have left. You know, you again, limited edition. Twenty-five bucks, and um, wow. you're supporting a small business, so thank you. <laughs> well, well, this so, was yeah. this was so amazing. Thank you yes. so much. Uh, I don't for... know if I mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The music that. So no, I have. Yeah, um, yeah, I want to talk about. Yeah, quickly. I have a single. Cautionary tale is dropping at the end of August. I don't Hell have a, yeah. a set date, but stay tuned for that. And then um, again, I'm working on my album. I don't have a release date That's yet, okay. but a lot of a lot of great music um, on the horizon and. Just catch me at a show. Um, come talk to me, vibe out, and yeah, it's it's always a good time. Awesome. I love talking to people and, and just connecting with them. And you know, my music is um, I, I do a lot of like storytelling and you know positive type of vibes. So yeah, I can yeah, tell. I yeah. can yeah, I can I can Appreciate absolutely it. see that. <laughs> um, and the people can find you on Instagram, yeah, Facebook, whatever. It's at, it's, you're, you're at it's um, it's oh my oh my god it's soul right OMG, yeah so oh, it's we'll, we'll put it on the screen in yeah, the description but yeah so tap in omg itzsol i'm on tiktok i i talk a lot of shit on there <laughs> just do <laughs> random um things and it's fun so yeah cool. instagram tiktok i'm on facebook as um soul maria musica so yeah just Fire. tap in and i'm on threads she's on threads <laughs> she's guys on threads. the new the new one it's a um, movement. No, well, kidding. thank you so much for this. <laughs> I can't let you go without asking, uh, giving you the final question, which is the open response. And this is my favorite question to ask when we come on. Before you ask, can go I? Go ahead. Um, my friend, ahead, by yeah. the way, um, J Love Creates, she designed that. So oh, shout out to J Love. J Love, Shout out to J Love. Home girl, Bianca. So, yeah, so your question. <laughs> this is the dream song scenario. Oh. So, we ask every artist that comes on this show if they had a dream song. Uh, what would that dream song be? So I'll structure it for you. You get one to two producers and three guest artists, and it's your song. It can be dead or alive. So you can, you mean, you have the, anybody who's ever put out music ever, mm. can be local, can be national, does not matter. But it would be your song, one to do, one to two producers and three guest artists. Who would be on Soul Maria's dream one song? One to two producers and three guest artists. Damn. Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I would have to say, Pharrell. Pharrell. As a producer. Yeah. Yeah. Great I've just choice. been listening to him for so long. He's he's done a uh, lot of amazing things. Oh my god, yeah. Um just he's mentored a so many genius. Oh credible. Oh yeah. Level, just, you know? Yeah, um, 100%. I gotta say I gotta say Jay Z too. Okay. Um just because of like I know that I don't know, this 
I'm gonna. Uh, there's always like it's it's an opinion based thing, but for me personally, it's just been um, a matter of like how influential a lot of his music was for mm-hmm. me, and you know, just for sure, just another another again another genius level um, artist, and then three guests. Hmm. I gotta go with local man. I gotta go, go with it. I gotta go with Red Shades. Red Shades, Brady let's Blaze, go. <laughs> and and Oompa, I think. Like Damn. shoot. I wish I could add more on there, you know. But just just that, like, um, I really like I have I have seen, you know, like I I'm very much like I love their messages and, and what they do with their um their own platform and how like, you know, it's very much like female empowerment and uh, community it's and et cetera. And they're just like they're just badass, you know. As they're like, badass. Yeah, that would and be we, my dream song, honestly. I mean, they're probably. They're, <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get hate comments like there was so much other whatever artists you could have chosen. No, no, no. Like, it was your no. Yeah. It's your choice. No, like, and we've kind of yeah. come full circle. Yeah. From the beginning yeah. of the episode where we were talking about Red Shades yeah. and Brandy Blaze and and yeah. Upa, so. And there's a couple of big names that I would, but honestly, like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta. I gotta, I gotta shout out my locals, you know. It's <laughs> well, I like it because if you were to get uh, some, you know, if you were able to work with Pharrell and Jay Z, you know, you're, you're bringing you're bringing the ladies with you. You know what I mean? They're bring, exactly. bringing the the pioneers exactly. uh, in, in this hip hop game. Essentially, uh, like I, <laughs> I don't even like I don't I don't take that lightly. I'm just like I mean, they've been they've just been that influential. Yeah. That they were, like y'all, let's go. Like you know well, what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna send this clip to them. They're definitely gonna appreciate that. So big shout out to Love y'all. Brandy Blaze, Red Shades, and Umba, and then of course Pharrell and Jay Z. I mean, I don't know if you listen to this. You probably not, but like if you just do, I don't know. Just in case, we're gonna manifest it. We're gonna make it happen. It'll be a pretty great dream song <laughs> scenario for Soul Maria. Thank you so much for being here. This was such a phenomenal episode. Like I truly appreciate your time and your knowledge wisdom and i feel like i am walking away from this uh it rejuvenated as Um, i normally do from these but extra because of what you were able to bring to this um if you're a fan of soul maria just coming on to us for the first time you can follow us at turntable teachers on instagram tiktok and follow our website uh or excuse me uh hit up our website Mm -hmm. www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest blogs podcast episodes merch etc and um as always uh, follow us at AOA Studios or AOA.studios on Instagram, AOAstudios.org if you want to book a session with us today. Once again, thank you so much for being here, Sol Maria. This is an amazing episode. Um, I appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike. You're and thank welcome. you for watching. Of course. <laughs> As always, I'm Mike. That's Sol Maria with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,